Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Oh, the criticisms are flying fast and furious. Christian Cat hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Stone, I've got to say, as the stakes get higher, the pressure rises, the angst is peaking. The sports angst is redlining. Oh, boy. You remember last year when you talked about how you hated the playoffs? Uh-huh. You talked about how you uh, pull your hair out even though it's already kind of going. So much hate the playoffs. It's so anxiety-inducing. The, the, there's the glory. Right. Every time you approach a closeout. By the way, happy closeout Wednesday to all <laughs> of us down here in Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast, South Florida. The Heat looking to close out the Knicks. The Panthers looking to close out the Maple Leafs all in one fell swoop tonight. But, yes. There's the glory, but most of the time, it's just anxiety-induced hair-pulling, hair-graying, bad tingles, the entire thing. It's just hard to sleep. It is. It is really. I I did not sleep well last night thinking about what could be or what could not be today. Right, right. Which direction am I going to go? What am I going to speak about? Like, how am I going to feel? I mean, all the above. I just, like, uh, what happens here? This is the way my brain works, okay? Because it is a closeout Wednesday, and we celebrate. Which is an awesome name for a holiday. Yeah, it it is great, especially when you're on the right side of closeout Wednesday. Closeout Wednesday, not fun if you're a Toronto, an Ontario, or a New Yorker, a Knicks fan. That's not fun if you're on the wrong side of it. When you're on the right side of it, it feels good, but here's the way my mind works, because as you know, Stone, I am a pessimist. Through and through, the what-ifs seep in. The what-ifs didn't seep in at 1-1 or 2-1, but the what-ifs for the Heat start seeping in at 3-1. What if the Knicks stave off elimination tonight and it comes back to uh, Kaseya Center on Friday? What if what if, what if, the closeout's always the most difficult, right? The closeout's always the most difficult. As much as I think the Knicks are broken, I don't quite know yet if the Knicks are broken. Do they have another gear? Can they find some sort of fortitude? Like, that's the way my mind works. The Panthers, if you can't close it out at home, then you go back to Toronto. Are you coming back 3-2? Like, those are, it's a terrible way to be the way I am as a sports fan because there's the what-ifs, there's the questioning, there's the cynicism. So closeout Wednesday is fun. It's fun in this spot, but the what-ifs are what keep me up at night instead of enjoying the playoffs. Right, and I think the one thing the Miami Heat have going for them is there's not an inevitable force on the Knicks. Jalen Brunson excluded, there's not somebody who you're thinking about as you go to sleep for these sports fans who do that. No, thing. but there's, like there's what? Not a, there's not a KD, there's still, not a Jokic, there's not I any know. of these guys. It's kind of like we more so are daring Knicks players. Like, hey, Julius, you have to show <laughs> us. Well, what? like here's the thing. The what if extends to Julius Randle because how but, but it, annoying would it be if Julius Randle goes for 35 and 13 tonight and helps the Knicks force a game six? That what if that's a very annoying uh, potential situation. But that's one you can live and die with because he doesn't do that or we're not necessarily afraid of it. In Could a you imagine sense. that mixtape, by the way? Oh my! That God. IG mixtape is going to be elite if he does that. You no, know it's not because you're not allowed to put out an IG mixtape <laughs> down 3-2 <laughs> in the that's series. True. The last time he put out a mixtape, he went to Miami and then did absolutely nothing that, uh, other than foul out. Uh, so I Listen, listen. I'm going to try and put my cynicism aside for now because it is Closeout Wednesday, and we are celebrating Closeout Wednesday here on ESPN West Palm. And like I said yesterday, Stone, if Closeout Wednesday turns into Victory Thursday, if both the Heat and the Panthers get it done tonight, tomorrow is going to be insufferable. Insufferable. I have so many annoying things planned for all of you. If it is Victory Thursday, if one of the two happens, we'll still celebrate. We'll also play the what-if game because, again, that's how my brain works. But the whole point 
of discussing the playoffs and the pressure, and you feel it as a fan, but, man, it is ramped up. There is criticism abound. It is all over the place, whether it's players, whether it's coaches, whether it's media personalities. I mean, Stone, we've been taking aim at everybody over the last couple of weeks. We have had our set sight on anybody we can foist criticism upon. And then you check the socials, and you read the newspapers, and you read the ESPN.com's Jay Will, our boy Jay Will, 6 to 10 a.m. every day here on ESPN 106.3. Get your morning started here on ESPN West Palm. He said today, Joe Missoula, Boston Celtics head coach, he believes that he might have lost the locker room. My God, if that isn't the most severe criticism you can levy at a coach, at a leader, come playoff time. And you know what? I'm not quite sure you can fully argue it right now because how in the hell are the Celtics gacking this entire thing away after losing last night at home in blowout fashion. Now down three games to two, going back to Philadelphia. Yeah, when you talk about anxiety and you parlay that with the NBA playoffs, like the stakes are so high. It's hard for me to watch the Celtics team play the way they're playing because you just know they're going to blow the whole thing up. You know Jalen Brown's gone. You know a guy like Marcus Sparks gone. And I'm saying that theoretically, but watching these guys play, talking about Joe Mazzulla and how he's lost the locker room, you know changes are coming. They're on the brink of... I mean, this would be by James Harden. Joel Embiid put on a masterclass last night, but that team in general, kicking them out of the playoffs as they come into this thing as the title favorite, it's tough because, like I said, the stakes are so high. So to watch a team get punched in the mouth night after night and just kind of, you know, we've talked about it, sleepwalk through most of these games. What was that last night? Listen, this might sound crazy. You can shut me down on this if you think that I'm out of line. But Boston fans, if you thought, and I know it's hockey compared to basketball. But if you thought the Bruins was an epic disappointment after the best regular season in NHL history, if you thought the Bruins going down to the Panthers in round one in seven games was a disappointment, I can assure you that the Celtics blowing, coffeeed up, gacking away a series they had complete control of against the 76ers is going to feel ten times worse, especially considering this is a Celtics team that's been a title favorite since November, a Celtics team that was in the finals a year ago, the Celtics team that has fewer holes than anybody left in the postseason. If you can't beat the 76ers, you were one second away from going home up in the series, three games to one, and instead you're going to go back to Philadelphia down three games to two. I can tell you that that's going to be a bigger disappointment than the Bruins, Boston fans. Where I'll attempt to shut that down, in my opinion, the Florida Panthers are way less of a team than the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay, or sure. Or coming into this playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but here's where I'll, I'll counter that. There is more than enough precedent for an 8 seed to beat a 1 seed in the NHL, and there is much more unpredictability in the NHL playoffs than there are the NBA playoffs. And I'm going solely off of the way the series was trending, how the rosters are constructed. I mean, Joel Embiid Stone in Game 5 in Philadelphia, Game 4 in Philadelphia in the fourth quarter, and overtime went one of seven from the field. It was blocked three times by Al Horford. And the Celtics absolutely gacked that away, choked that away. There's no Joe Missoula has lost the locker room if Marcus Smart doesn't get the shot at the end of regulation and get the shot at the end of overtime. If Jason Tatum actually decides he wants to be Jason Tatum, we're not having this discussion. That's where it feels like it'll be ten times worse because the path for the Celtics, the way that that roster is constructed, is much more conducive to winning a championship than anything the Bruins had, I think, trying to win the Stanley Cup in a wildly unpredictable hockey postseason. No, I mean, it's right on the money. It is a lot easier. Like, to I get see out what of you're a, saying. Sure. It is a lot easier to get out of an NHL series, especially no matter the seed, no matter. So so for that, it's, it's tough to argue with. Can I... Uh, can I offer you Al Horford being the sole reason those guys lost the game last night? But watching Al Horford was an out-of-body experience for me. Watching this team somewhat sleepwalk, but be able to drive and kick to a guy like Al Horford, quote-unquote elite shooter, he goes 0 for 40 last well, night. He, he didn't make a single <laughs> 0 shot. 0 for 40. I, I just, yes, but if you're relying on Al Horford to be your postseason hero, he already was the postseason hero in right. the fourth quarter uh, of game four in uh, a game that he had no part of choking away. 
so I'm I'm not willing to put all of that on Al Horford when you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and you slept walk with those two guys on your roster. And I and I think what's similar to the Philadelphia Sixers and the Florida Panthers, and I just talked about how I. You know, they're two totally different sides of the spectrum. But when you look at it from an odds perspective, they have the same exact odds to one hoist an NBA Finals trophy and then the other is are the Stanley Panthers, Cup. Are the Panthers the Vegas favorite to win the Stanley Cup now? Yeah, they're plus 300. I don't love that. I like it's cool, but I don't love that because but you have, I'm a big believer in Vegas jinxes. But you have to love the assurance that the sports books are giving them. Like, they've went from one of the biggest liabilities to, oh, my God, we it is the ultimate save our credit. ass. It is the ultimate credit. It You're is. Right. It is the ultimate credit. Unlike J.J. Redick, who on first take today in his top five teams, most likely to win the NBA championship, omitted the Miami Heat, who were up three games to one in their series against the New York Knicks. Okay, J.J. <laughs> it is a closeout Wednesday. Hashtag closeout Wednesday here on Ken LaVica Live on ESPN West Palm, all throughout South Florida, Palm Beach County, and the Treasure Coast. And... There is criticism abound. Uh, lots of criticism to go around. We're about to dish it out. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights, Radio Life Partner. I'm Ken Levicka. We are field tripping today. We're at Palm Beach Kennel Club in West Palm. It's the inaugural Moneymaker Tour. This is day number one. This goes through May 24th in the poker room at PBKC. That's where we're hanging out. Over $1 million in guarantees. 20 trophy events. $86 to $2,500 buy-ins. And yes, poker legend Chris Moneymaker. I'm hearing he might be rolling around here at some point today and over the next couple of weeks. So we're broadcasting live today. Again, this is the Moneymaker opening event, the Moneymaker main event, a $500,000 guarantee. For more info, and again, this goes on through May 24th right here at PBKC Palm Beach Kennel Club. For more info, including the tournament times, and there are so many of them, the guarantees, the buy-ins, visit pbkennelclub.com, pbkennelclub.com. And if you're in the area, want to play some poker, Come hang out with Stone and I here until 2 o'clock. Ken Levick alive from the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Christian Cat, audible assassin, back in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach. So this is why we're talking about criticism as well. Because, again, you can criticize Joe Missoula. You can criticize Jordan Poole who's done nothing for the Golden State Warriors after his massive contract extension in the offseason. You can criticize the Boston Bruins. You can criticize NBA officiating. But someone who largely was bereft of criticism after his team went out in five games as the one seed, the best record in the regular season in the NBA playoffs, it was the Bucks and Giannis and Ten and Kupo. Again, a one seed going out to an eight seed in five games. Boy, oh boy, that's unprecedented. That's very difficult to do. That level of non-competitiveness, that level of choke jobbiness that we saw in the games four and five from the Bucks, blowing double-digit fourth quarter leads. Giannis and Ten and Kupo late last night tweeted the following: a photo of him in the darkness, looking focused on the bench. He's got a green light shining upon him, and he tweeted the following, I'm tired of the disrespect. I'm coming. I'm tired of the disrespect. I'm coming. If we could, Audible Assassin, let's listen to Giannis and Tenenkupo and his much poured over, his much studied response about whether or not the season was a failure, his interaction with Eric Nem of The Athletic after the Bucks were eliminated by the Heat in overtime in Game 5 of that series. Could we hear Giannis and Tenenkupo? I just asked Bud the exact same question, but uh, I'm curious for you. Do you view this season as a failure? Oh, my God. Uh, you asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay. Uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every, every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know. Um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. You know, and if you've never, I don't, know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it personal. So, there's always steps to it. You know, um, Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championship. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. 
No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful, some days you're not. Some days it's your turn, some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Some other, other people is going to win. And this year, somebody else is going to win. Similar as that. We're going to come back next year, try to be better, try to build good habits, try to um, play better, not have a 10-day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball. You know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures. No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we were able to win one. Hopefully we can win another one. You know, I, sorry that I didn't want to make it personal because you asked me the same question last year, and uh, last year I was in the right mind space to answer the question back. So we discussed that an awful lot the day after it happened, two days after it happened, from an objective standpoint. A one-seed best record regular season, losing to an eight-seed, that is a season failure for the Milwaukee Bucks. I disagree, and you know this, Stone, I disagree vehemently with the assessment Giannis Antetokounmpo made. Now, is it respectable, the message he's trying to send? Absolutely. You learn from failures in any walk of life, whether it's sports. I'm going through it with my six-year-old right now, who is really, really talented in school. Gets great grades. I am extremely proud of her. But, man, she takes it so personally. If she gets anything wrong on a spelling test, just one wrong, a 9 out of 10 is an A still. I keep telling her it's okay, but she takes it so personally when she fails. And I keep telling her, the fail is how you learn. The fail is how you get better. You know how many times I've jumped on the air and made a jackass of myself? I mean, it still happens. It happened yesterday. It happens all the time. I called Sandy Alcantara, Sandy Alcantara all year. Last year as a Cy Young Award winner. That's a fail, and you get better from that. But from an objective outsider observation, when you are the best of the best and you lose to the team that just barely got in, that is a failure. And when you are Giannis Antetokounmpo and you're the former MVP and you're the former NBA champion and you are the one who is throwing the ball away in the fourth quarter of an elimination game, throwing it out of bounds in overtime of an elimination game because you are so scared to go to the free throw line because you're failing over and over again that is not the biggest failure, but that is a failure. That is a failure performance because you know in your heart of hearts that you put in the spotlight, put in a position to win, are going to fail in that spot. That's the only explanation for Giannis playing terrified in the fourth quarter and overtime in that elimination game. That said, Stone, because of that very thoughtful answer, Giannis Antetokounmpo did something that I never thought was possible in the social media age. He successfully was able to shield himself from the enormous amount of criticism that anybody else would have taken in the exact same situation. Stone, do you think LeBron would have gotten the benefit of the doubt that Giannis Antetokounmpo got if he was a one seed losing to an eight seed in five games and LeBron was actively throwing the ball away because he didn't want to go to the free throw line late in an elimination game? Do you think LeBron would get the same treatment Giannis did? LeBron James was one of the examples that I gave you in regards to what would happen if somebody else said something. Just imagine if LeBron James Just said something. Just imagine if Aaron um, Rodgers oh, got to the podium oh. and said something along the lines. Imagine if a guy like Damian Lillard, who, who who's not even striving to win a championship mm -hmm. at this point, went soft and, right. and threw a lot of those lines I out mean, there. Just uh, imagine. The, the, the Heat, who they are... Uh, we went through this last year as the one seed, and now we're going through it now. When they're on the verge of going back to the Eastern Conference Finals, nobody wants to take them seriously. There's discussions about whether or not there's fool's gold. Do you think if Jimmy, Jimmy Butler in the same situation, wouldn't receive copious amounts of criticism because the Heat are an easy target? Because, oh, told you, told you, told you, told you. Everybody's going to want to say, I told you so. Jimmy, you don't think he would get absolutely destroyed? Giannis, that, that, shield that he put up with that post-game performance was so it was so successful in keeping criticism away from him that Nike made it a marketing ploy. Nike latched onto it and they're selling shoes with it. So 
Giannis can tweet all he wants. I'm tired of the disrespect. I'm coming. I'm tired of the disrespect. I'm coming. Giannis, I'm telling you, man, you didn't receive a quarter of the disrespect that would have been reserved for any other star in the NBA in that exact same situation that you were in and that you contributed to with the Bucks being knocked out in the first round in five games. So it's cool. And he's looking for a chip on shoulder and looking for something to motivate him. That said, that man did not get nearly the amount of criticism that anybody else would. Now, as far as criticism is concerned, also we found out today the games that are going to be played in the NFL in London and in Germany. Now, Frankfurt, I am a big, 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 big fan of the Europe games. And I thought last year, in those games that were played in Germany, Stone, I mean, Germany showed out. Yeah, they right? did. That was like a soccer crowd. Like, typically, the games in London, they're sort of sitting on their hands a little bit, and it's just sort of like, well, here are the Titans. <laughs> uh, it's just sort of, all right, cool. How many different features can we hear about new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium that was built for football as well as soccer? Like, I, I, we're, we've been there, done that. The games largely are bad. But in Germany, they've got the flags, and they had the flares, and they had the soccer crowd. And the Miami Dolphins are going to play in a game in Germany this year, in Frankfurt, as Stone mentioned. And what was that attempt at a German accent again? Frankfurt. Uh, Audible assassin Christian Cat. Is that actually a German accent that Stone is attempting? Got to be honest, better than I would have done. Hey, I, I don't, appreciate that. I don't think I, they I got roll one. their R's. I think it's a mix <laughs> of you trying to be German and English. Well, it's, it's, they speak really fast. So it's like, where the money off that playing in Frankfurt? Again, I don't think that's German. you got to hit him with a nine. Nine! Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all you got. Right, right. Um, as in uh, this year, uh, the Dolphins better win more than nine. Uh, so, so you've got the Dolphins and the Chiefs on November 5th in Frankfurt, Germany. That's a big-time game. That's a highlight game, high-flying game. Dolphins, Chiefs, that at that time could be a preview of the AFC Championship game. But one of the juiciest storylines of the season is Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas City. Tyreek Hill's been talking over the last several weeks on different podcasts about how I can't wait to go back to Kansas City. I can't wait to go back to play the Chiefs. I'm going to have one last performance at Arrowhead Stadium. And the NFL has decided that an NFL that lives off of storylines and everything is performative and everything is, is this massive stage and there's the week-long buildup and then, bam, you must tune in for this. Massive television ratings. What has the NFL done? It has taken Tyreek Hill's return from Arrowhead to Arrowhead Stadium and it has, it has shipped it off to Germany. How is that possible an nfl that markets itself despite all of its flaws its pimples it's it's really sometimes uh unabashed deformities it always gets this right they didn't get this right the dolphins chiefs potential afc championship game preview tyreek hills return to kansas city and you're going to be in frankfurt germany what is the nfl doing what a missed opportunity and that deserves all the criticism yeah so for me this one's a gut check to the new media and trust me this point's going to take a little bit to get there but i think it makes sense in my head you know you talked about tyreek hill going on his podcast tour can't wait to go back to kansas city mm -hmm. can't wait to get these guys can't wait can't wait can't wait just think about how many eyeballs, how many ears that video, that podcast did, how much excitement it generated, all just to be thrown away. It tells me that the people who are making this decision are unaware. They don't know what's out there. They don't know the realm of, uh, of social media and banter and these guys' relationships and, and their followings and all of their fans. They don't even understand it. They can't grasp it. You send them to Deutsche Bank in Frankfurt? <laughs> all Stop rolling all, your R's. I don't think Germans roll their R's. All the while... <laughs> Tyreek Hill's return is a top five storyline in the 2023 NFL football season. Like, what I don't, are I, we doing? I, I do not understand it. And apparently I was reading on Pro Football Talk, the initial plan was for Chiefs-Bears in Frankfurt, and instead it switched to Chiefs-Dolphins. If I, if I were a Chiefs fan, and again, the Chiefs ultimately, I think, had to make a decision uh, for the NFL about which game to use. If I'm the Chiefs, why would I want to play the Dolphins on a neutral field? If I had a choice between the Bears 
who might be flat-out bad. In fact, not might, are flat-out bad. If I had a choice between the Bears and the Dolphins, why in God's name are you not going to Frankfurt to play the Bears? I don't understand that. Why would you want the Dolphins on a neutral field in Frankfurt instead of coming to Arrowhead where everybody's going to be amped up and you're going to get that huge home field advantage? It suggests to me that maybe the NFL put a little bit extra pressure on the Chiefs to write this off, to, to, to sign off on this because they're trying to raise their profile with these Europe games. I think that's a huge miss, and it deserves all the criticism. Yeah, and I think that is the pitch. I, I think you're exactly right. Like This is a very high-profile game. This one's going to get a lot of buzz regardless of where it's played, so this could be the one that we ship overseas. And so, so for that reason, like you have an argument. You definitely can pitch it, but it just doesn't make sense to a lot of us also. You talk about the Bears being really bad. Can you guess what media had, and now it's pretty broad, right? You have a lot to pick from, said mm, earlier this week, that Justin Fields will be in the MVP conversation this season. Please quarterback guy. Please don't tell me. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought it was going to be Mike T, and we were going to have to call him right now. <laughs> so I could tell him, Mike, what are you doing, or ask him, what are you doing? Um, although Mike T's Super Bowl pick preseason, Los Angeles Chargers. But, uh, well, he loves ahead. Justin Herbert. Yes, he I does. know that. That yes, doesn't does. surprise me. But who said that Justin Fields is going to be in the MVP conversation come late season? Does his first name start with a D? Yes, it does. It's Dan Orlovsky. Yes, it he really said that? <laughs> Two days ago. Two days ago. That Justin Fields is going to be in the MVP conversation. Very easy Doing to what? Just running? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <sighs> I mean, fine. Fine. But no. <laughs> no. It just triggered me when you talked about the Bears being really bad, right? Can't disagree with that, but hey. But hey, Dan Orlovsky says Justin Fields is going to be in the MVP conversation. Mm -hmm. I, you know what drives me crazy? is the Dolphins have seriously contributed to the Justin Fields thought that he's going to put forth an MVP season yes, after they what have. he did to the Dolphins last year it's in very Chicago. Accurate. At least to the Dolphins' defense in Chicago because they just let him run wherever he wanted. Yeah, Mike McDaniel spoke very highly of him. Almost preached the gospel. We have a Justin Fields fan over here we're giving thumbs down to, but he's cheering. Sir, sir, he's a great running back. He is a great running back, sir. He <laughs> uh, we're at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, pbkennelclub.com. Find out all of the information about the Moneymaker Tour going through May 24th. So many tournaments, a ton of money for the opportunity for you to walk out of here with it in your pocket. Come play some poker again today, the opening day of the Moneymaker Tour. Uh, I, I, am, I am so critical of the NFL moving the Dolphins-Chiefs game from Arrowhead. Tyree Kill's return. He said that after he's done with the Dolphins, his Dolphins contract, his career is over. This is a one-time deal unless he's there for the AFC Championship game this year or next year. This was the NFL always gets this right and they've shipped it off to Germany. And you can't tell me this wasn't the NFL putting pressure on the Chiefs to say, come on, come on, come on, let's do this. Because they're trying, trying, trying so hard to raise the profile in Europe. That's brutal. That is absolutely abysmal, and I actually think that it is a loogie to the face of Chiefs fans. So what I want to ask you, if, if you have one single criticism right now in your holster, you can only criticize one sports entity right now. You have one sports criticism you can use on this Wednesday, just one person you can use it on, who would it be? If you focus all of your sports criticism on just one person right now, who would it be? Mine? It's Roger Goodell. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. If you focus all of your sports criticism on just one person on this Wednesday, who would it be? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And again, Twitter is open. Social media is open at KLV1063, 888-760-3776. A joint pain affecting your quality of life at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Their team's experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. 
combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. Tensions are high. There is angst right now. You can tell that it's the postseason. You can tell the NFL is starting to ramp up. By the way, we had a big reveal from the NFL about when the schedule is going to be revealed. Like That's what it's come to with the NFL. They have a big reveal to tell you when they're actually going to reveal the schedule. But, man, the, the, the Dolphins going to Kansas City, Tyree Kills return to Arrowhead being, being uh, shipped off, becoming an export to Frankfurt, Germany. What a miss. I criticize Roger Goodell. If you focus all of your sports criticism on just one person right now, who would it be? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Stone Lebano. It's Friday Night Lights. We are at Palm Beach Kennel Club. Moneymaker Tour, day number one. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Alive on ESPN 106.3. On social media, at KLV 106.3, criticisms. But I'm allowing you only one entity, one sports entity, to lob criticism at today. You've got one shot at this on a Wednesday. If you focus all your sports criticism on just one person right now, who would it be? Uh, Scotty says Julius Randle. I think a lot of Knicks fans probably would go that route. Julius Randle. Uh, Al tweets in the Maple Leafs. I mean, we know that our boy Sydney up on Breakfast TV in Canada, he's been giving it to him. Steady stream of criticism from old Sid. <sighs> they got it. One of these teams needs to – we can't go into tomorrow with both the Panthers and the Heat continuing their series, can we? Like, the, the law of averages suggests that at least one of them is going to take care of it tonight, right? I don't necessarily know if that's the case. Uh, right? I'm just making things up. I'm just saying things. <laughs> You're totally making things up because mathematics, statistics, odds, uh, bets, all of this say that uh, it, I, it's likely that uh, – Closeout Wednesday is not celebrated in the way that we want Hashtag to Hashtag Closeout Wednesday. Hashtag Closeout Wednesday. We're celebrating right now. But the Leafs are favored. The Knicks are favored. They're both supposed to win those games. So the Leafs are favored even though now the Panthers are the Stanley Cup favorite and the Panthers are playing game four at home. The Maple Leafs are favored right now. Yeah, it's that kind of game, right? It's back against the wall. It's the biggest game of their season as it is for the New York Knicks, as it is upcoming for the Boston Celtics. It's the biggest game of their entire season, right? We can have that conversation about how much and how important the regular season is. This is it. This is what you sign up for. This is why you play the game. Close out Wednesday. If, if the Heat can uh, win at the... The hallowed, the supernaturally powered Madison Square Garden against all odds in the impenetrable home court advantage that is MSG. If the Heat can do it tonight, I will say this. I would feel so much more confident about their chances of making it to the NBA Finals if the Sixers can close out the Celtics than the other way around. If you think that I've been cocky about the Heat since... Game one of the first round series against the Bucks. Just wait until a potential Heat 76ers Eastern Conference final appears to be on the horizon because, my God, would that be a significantly better matchup for the Heat than the Celtics would. I mean, we've been blessed with a hashtag blessed combating of fan bases, right? Because we get clowned as South Floridians for sports coming second, for, for people not showing up to the games on time, all the things that we hear, we could either get a Philadelphia fan base. That, a, that uh, has already been humbled by the heat. Or a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yes. I, I, I am old enough to remember the second round a year ago. Or a Boston fan base who is who is walking around with a peg leg at this point <laughs> in, in, a, in an eye patch. <laughs> they've, uh, they've seen some things. They've been a part of some battles, and uh, they're about to uh, be thrown off the side of the ship yeah, like the Tea Party. Uh, ooh, well done. But mm -hmm. this, that's where my mind goes. Like, you're talking about who you want matchups. I'm like, 
oh, give me Philadelphia. Give me Boston. Give me either or because the banter, the social media, it's going to be a frenzy. There's going to be blood in the water all over the place, and there's going to be no regard for human life with the things that are going to be said. Sign me up for it. You know, it, it just continues, though. We mentioned J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick was, and I didn't see this as it happened, but uh, Audible Assassin Christian Cat, who's back in the Energy on Levine Accident Attorney Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, he, uh, he took a very, very fuzzy screenshot of the television in the studios. J.J. Uh, Redick gave his top five title contenders in the NBA, and uh, uh, after, after that fuzzy picture, uh, Christian uh, sent us because we couldn't read anything. He it's sent us the a, actual list. A disposable camera. Yeah, yeah, right. It was one of those old Kodak things, and then he rushed it over to uh, Walgreens, and uh, the, what, what, what was given to him was uh, subpar. Uh, but the, the J.J. Redick top five list of, of title contenders, Denver's number one, then the Sixers, then the Lakers, then the Celtics, then the Suns. No, no heat there, at all. There's, there's, there's no, there's no heat there. I, I don't, I don't understand how the Heat can be up three games to one, and it be potentially lined up with the 76ers, a team that they beat in six a year ago in the second round. All you've done is you've swapped PJ Tucker onto the 76ers. That's really the only change from what these rosters are, and you're, you, you can't include the Heat in your top five. I'll tell you what, for as much as you call this show a catastrophe, as we consider I mean, we're a mess. As you consider us in, in a smaller market, not necessarily national, that right there, what was done on what, first take? Yeah, it was first take. J.J. Reddick's apparently the full-time host now. Is officially, on May 10th, the year 2023, the worst sports topic that I've ever, mm. ever, 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 ever seen in my entire life. You're going to take time, get your production team, your graphics team, to put this topic out there. Top five teams left. There are eight teams left. Yeah. And what you did, JJ, whoever else built a list, was take the five teams in order of their, in order of their odds. You took the five is teams. Is that really what that is? You took the, the five Lakers. teams in order of their odds. See the Lakers at oh, plus yeah. three hundred, the Nuggets three to one, Sixers three to one, Celtics four to one, the Suns a thousand, and then the the, the he basically took yeah he took the the top five Vegas odds teams. He has the Denver, the Sixers one and two. So he swapped the Sixers and the Lakers. The Lakers come right behind the Sixers, then the Celtics and the Suns. So so what are you doing? It, it's the easiest. It's, you're, you're patronizing your audience in a sense. We're sort of stretching, right? We're stretching right now for topics. For, for sure you're stretching for topics. You, you took eight teams and you dwindled it down to five and, and you didn't do anything crazy. You just rattled off the teams that are most likely to advance and whatnot. You know what? Let's just do our own top five lists. Let's do our own top five list. We'll do them off the here. Let, let's oh, eight. Let's yeah. It, well, let's just do our own top five list because JJ Reddick's doing. We're all doing top five stuff. Uh, by the way, top five. Why do we do top five lists? Why do we use such an arbitrary number like five? It's not even an even number. Why does that happen? Um, because even when you read like Bleacher Report or you read stuff on ESPN.com, it's always top five or top ten, top five, top ten, top five, top ten. What is that? Why? Why do we do that? That's so lazy. Why? Why top five? Why top ten? So we'll do our own top five stuff. Let's hear JJ Reddick. Does he give any rationale, Audible Assassin, any rationale to his top five? He's got a little bit, about uh, two minutes worth for five teams. So he throws a little bit of spice in there. But the reason why he's getting lazy in his show prep is because, per Michael Grange, uh -huh. Toronto Raptors have looked into the possibility of hiring J.J. Redick as their next head coach. <laughs> wow. I actually thought I saw Did I see this right, Christian? Could you, could you look this up? Um, I believe he interviewed. With the Toronto Raptors. Yes, he has. He has interviewed for the Raptors head coach job. Wow. That's per Woj now. Yeah. Okay, Woj. Woj is reporting J.J. Redick, uh, first take star, is in the running to become the Toronto Raptors next head coach. If that happens, Jeanette is going to be insufferable on the show. And she might become a Canadian citizen. Now, I really want to hear the audio, but 
Huge eye roll, right? This is a media ploy. Woes, JJ work together. This is cool to get out there. And, oh, and, and, I like and, your tinfoil hat thinking In here. the sphere. I mean, JJ's living one of the best lives you could possibly Yeah, live. why would he ever do that? His podcast is thriving. Po- like, we're making fun of JJ right now, but the dude rules. He, I mean, he. we talk about criticism and what we did with Giannis and stuff. We're criticizing him right now for his, his lack of heat, but, I mean, the dude's pretty good. JJ is the most protected man in sports media at the moment. Yeah. Him, along with a guy like Pat Matt. McAfee, and then some of the, the studs that we talk about who have been staples for years and decades. Other than that, J.J. is the most protected in the game. How dare you even go interview? Like, why would you Raptors want that Cup? life? Why, why would you want that life? Why, what are you trying why? to prove? You, you, life's good right now, man. You, you, your wife and kids, you think they want that? You think, yeah. that, you think that's something they want to sign well, up for like right now? It's like FanDuel put out a question last night. The FanDuel Twitter account put out a question. Great Twitter follow. Um, uh, it was something along the lines of, would you prefer to be a starting NFL running back or the sixth man or a sixth man in the NBA? Both of them the best, right? The best running back. Best and running the best back sixth or the man. best sixth man. And, I mean, that's easy. I'd rather be the best sixth man. You're damn right. You're, you're a made man. You're making more money than the best running back in the NFL. Um, and you're also taking less of a beating on your body. Yeah. Like, why not? I mean, J.J. Redick, why, why, why wouldn't you just be first take guy, ESPN guy, great basketball analyst, podcast, instead of putting yourself through the rigors of what is the NFL head coaching, especially with that organization, that grind? But you're asking why. It's not going to happen. It's fake. This is, I mean, not necessarily fake, right? They interviewed, they chatted, they flew him out, they did the whole shebang, but it's not an actual thing. So for us to be giving it its courtesy on ESPN Airwaves is despicable. This guy's not going to take an NBA coaching job. Well, let's He's dominating Stephen A. Smith day in and day out on first take. Let's uh, let's hear future Toronto Raptors head coach J.J. Redick <laughs> on why the uh, Miami Heat are not a top five pick right now to win the NBA championship of eight teams. Yeah, unfortunately, Stephen A. is busy right now tweeting at me. So it's <laughs> time for my list of the top five title threats. And of course... This is probably the most fluid list of all because we're still in the middle of the second round. But here you go. Number five, the Phoenix Suns. Down 3-2 to the Nuggets. Still have a chance to win. It's going to require a Herculean performance from Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. I would argue that he'd have a much better chance than the Suns do. And win the next two games. Number four. The Boston Celtics. I don't understand what the Suns... This has been... I don't know. A very interesting team all playoffs long. They've looked great Which one is he talking about? They've looked confusing at other times. The favorites after the Milwaukee Bucks left the playoffs, and now they're sitting down 3-2 to the Philadelphia 76ers, and this is where it gets a little confusing. You know, this is where I'm like, who do I go with at number three? The but Heat, right? The Lakers. Oh. The Los Angeles Lakers uh. up 3-1 against the Warriors. So they can the be up 3-1 and be in JJ's to top five. Conference finals. But not LeBron, the Heat. AD, Austin Reeves, all coming up big for them. Number two, the Philadelphia 76ers. They, they have shown so much. The best heat matchup possible in an Eastern Conference Embiid final. Embiid has been dominant as of late. James Harden's play, the role yeah, players. Embiid hasn't been dominant. He went one for seven, got blocked three times by 67-year-old Al Horford. And number one. In the fourth the quarter of game four. has played the best of anyone in the playoffs. The Denver Nuggets sitting up That's 3-2 fair. against the Phoenix Suns. The domination of Nikola Jokic, the two-man action with Jamal Murray, the defense of Aaron Gordon, the bench contribution of Bruce Brown. This team is poised for its first championship in their history. I got to say, JJ, pretty unimpressed. And you deserve the criticism Stone gave you. Uh if you focus all of your sports criticism on just one person, who would it be right now? Stone says, uh, J.D. Redick, that was pretty weak. For me, Roger Goodell moving or being a big influence in my mind, the NFL moving Tyree Kills, return to Kansas City to Frankfurt, Germany on November 5th. What are you doing? An NFL that thrives off storylines months in advance. How do you blow it that badly? If you focus all your sports criticism on just one person right now, who would it be? 888 
888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Again, 888-760-3776. We are at day number one of the Moneymaker Tour here at Palm Beach Kennel Club, PBKC. Palm Beach Kennel Club, this goes through May 24th. Find out about all the different tournaments, all the money you can make. PBKennelClub.com. PBKennelClub.com. Moneymaker Poker Tour in the poker room right here at PBKC. He's still in the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Well, needless to say, I am distracted by something that has popped up on my Twitter timeline. Bo Jackson, he's had the hiccup since last July. Do you think that appeals to me? The answer is yes. And we'll find out more on today's edition of Ken Levick Alive. But before that, Stone, football me with the Palm Beach Campos. Palm Beach Campos, Palm Beach County's newest adult amateur semi-professional tackle football team. Tackle Mother's Day weekend with a football game. Join Ooh. the Palm Beach Campos for their final home game. Don't this tackle season. your mom. Well, eh, eh. I mean, some moms, I guess, are into that sort of thing. <laughs> I love those videos, actually, of the college players and then their moms putting on the uniforms, the pads, <laughs> the helmets, and tackling them. Love that. Nonetheless, final home game this season, this Saturday, May 13th. Come cheer on your capos as they take on the South Florida Wolverines. Gates opening at 5.30 p.m. with kickoff at 6 p.m. Get your tickets at the gate for only $10 and for kids 12 and under for free. You get in for free. Free. Wellington High School is where these home games are played, located at 2163 Greenview Shores Boulevard. One more time, that's 2163 Greenview Boulevard. I love their social media team at Palm Beach, C-A-P-O-S, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, website as well, palmbeachcapos.com. Uh, what did you tell me was trending, Audible Assassin? What's trending on Twitter right now? Nixon Stavin. <laughs> Please put away these fools. Please, please, please put away these fools. I will say this. I haven't fully experienced the Knicks fan base before this year because, well, I mean, since Twitter was invented, we haven't really uh, had much of a Knicks presence in the postseason, right? The Knicks fan base might be the most delusional, the most arrogant delusional fan base I've ever seen. And... Uh, as Heat fans, we've gone up against the Philadelphia 76ers fan base, the Boston Celtics fan base. Uh, and this, this one, this Knicks fan base, I mean, they're unlike anything I've ever seen. All I've heard over my professional life is, hey, Knicks fans know ball. Knicks fans know ball. New York knows ball. I actually don't think that's the case. <laughs> they're the, the least IQ basketball fan base I think I've ever experienced. Who the hell told you that Knicks fans know ball? I guess them. <laughs> I right. guess I was just taking their word for it. I've never been at a bar and, and looked to the guy on my right and he said, hey, man, you, you, you know, <laughs> Knicks fans know ball. That's just never happened in my entire life. But I think seriously, though, in tonight's game, this is a good opportunity to rest some of those Miami Heat starters. You know, this is a game where you're going to get the New York Knicks in that championship pedigree. Mm -hmm. This is a game where you got to keep these guys healthy, right? Jimmy's ankles banged up. Like, you know the Knicks are going to give it. There's just probably no chance they win this game. Yeah. I think it's a, a time that the Heat should just rest their starters and chalk it up and, and take it to game six. Hey, Mike Greenberg, <laughs> chill out. Do we have that, by the way? Do we have that, Stone? Yeah, we do have that. Do we, we do have, have that? that? It's yeah, yeah. We do have that. Where it's, do we it, have it, that? Yeah, uh, could could you, you could you, you guide the audible assassin? Because uh, Mike Greenberg, we made a big deal about him uh, him endorsing the Jalen Rose. Um, the Knicks are struggling because of weather assessment. Why the Knicks struggled indoors at Kaseya Center against the Heat, but lost in all of that yesterday. Right, is the fact that Mike Greenberg. On on Get Up, yep. his show, his show on ESPN, he proposed that the L.A. Lakers, up three games to one, go into San Francisco, rest starters in game five. A chance to close out the defending champs, but no, 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 no. give LeBron a rest. Give AD a rest. This was a legitimate thing. This was not a joke. That was proposed on national television, on ESPN, on Get Up, Audible Assassin. Do you do you have it ready? I know we're putting we you on the it. spot here. Okay, here's here is Mike Greenberg and his cohorts at First Take suggesting or Get Up. I'm sorry, on Get Up suggesting 
that the LA Lakers, with a chance to shut down the Warriors' season, the defending, the defending NBA champions. But you know what? Why don't you why don't you arrest some guys? Here's that on game five and said we're going to beat these guys in our building in game six it's like in baseball where you don't have you don't you save your pitcher for the one game you need to win you don't have to win five games in a best of seven you only have to win four again i don't want to sidetrack the conversation well sure i do i'll sidetrack the conversation they're not winning game five under any the, the warriors are the hearts of a champion going home with their backs to the wall the warriors are winning game five no matter what happens i'm playing this thing to try and win how can you say that? What are you doing? What are you doing? So you mean to tell me that a Warriors team that is perfectly capable of rolling off three straight wins, you have the most elite shooter in the history of the sport. The elite, most elite backcourt. And you're going to leave it to chance? Like, hey, we'll hand them a game. Absolutely not. Like, I can see where if it's late at night and you've been drinking a bit, <laughs> you, you think that and you say, ah. I think I might be onto something. But then, once you sober up and you wake up, you can't go to national television and propose that. This, this ain't that. Baseball's a much different sport than basketball is. Playoff basketball. When you have the defending champions on the ropes, you absolutely, under zero circumstance, can say, hey, LeBron, why don't you take the night off? I mean, Mike, come on. You're better than the, what was going on with Mike yesterday? <laughs> oh, he had a rough day. Does he does he have a medical emergency that needs to be addressed? Because between the endorsement of the Jalen Rose weather uh, analysis, which is the dumbest thing we've ever heard on ESPN television, for them, for him in the same episode to bring up, hey, maybe the Lakers should rest their starters up three games to one. Is he okay? Because he's smart. He's a smart legend, a Hall of Famer. Is he okay? Now, we got to jump to a break, but, you know, when we're talking about media heads endorsing each other, it was, but only four or five hours ago, when I'm listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, Max Kellerman, mm -hmm. Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Max, let's slip. I hope the Lakers get blown out tonight so that AD and LeBron can get some rest leading into game six. They, he said, I hope they are down by 20 or 30 in okay. the third quarter so they can get some rest. Hoping that, though... Hope because LeBron was exhausted after after game four to go up three games to one. Yes. LeBron was exhausted. That said, Max Max throwing out there that, hey, I hope they get blown out because it's in the Lakers' best interest to have these guys rested. So you don't want it hanging around close until the fourth quarter. If the Lakers are going to lose, you might as well lose in blowout fashion to get some. Him hoping that, bringing up a hypothetical, Compared to Mike Greenberg outright saying, hey, rest these guys in game five. The defending champions, you're one win away from eliminating them. Rest these guys in game five. Those are very different. Yes, they are. Those are very different approaches to that thought process. He's still in the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. We're at Palm Beach Kennel Club. Day one, Moneymaker Tour playing poker in the poker room here at PBKC. Go to pbkennelclub.com. We're back for hour number two after this. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.